0: Up with Mads. Y'all know my name, it's Maddie, and the podcast is not called Miked Up with Mads, it's called Miked Up with Maddie. But you guys, it's been just so long that I have not podcasted for that I forgot my podcast name. I am very sorry, I did take a two week hiatus, and I have no other excuses except for the fact that I was actually a little bit busy. The first week, I was preparing for a trip and then we were out of town and we did not come back until Sunday at like midnight. And you guys know my episodes air at like Monday morning at like seven. So I didn't plan that out again. Should have batched episodes. I'm still kind of navigating this like podcast thing. It's funny because you'd think to like sit down for like an hour a week and like just talk is not that hard and not that time consuming but it actually kind of is and it's hard to cause like I do have to find time when either no one is home or Caleb is home to like watch Odin or something because Odin is very clingy and he's loud. Like I literally just had him in here you guys and was going to let him just play and he was being so loud. So I kicked him out. Um, but anyways, I am back. It is October It is October 8th right now. Um, When you guys are listening to this, it will be the 9th. I know, I know. Very on time with all the things. And I would love to catch you guys up on my life. But the really only big change is that I am now 22 instead of 21. Okay, Taylor Swift birthday, Taylor Swift year, all the things. And if you guys didn't notice in the intro song, it is spooky because it's spooky season. So, the next, let's see, how many episodes do we have till o- end of October? I wanna say three. So, the next three episodes are going to be spooky. Today, if you looked in the title, it will be spooky stories. However, I am not a very big, like, scary, haunted person. Like, I love Halloween, but I love, like, a Disney fi Halloween. So, if you do not like scary stories, don't fret. This is the only episode with scary stories. I think next week or the week after it's going to be something like paranormal kind of things, but like for each state or like the most popular paranormal things. And then I think we're going to do a little bit more wholesome after that. So if Halloween's not your thing, that's okay. I will see you next month. However, Halloween is very much my thing. So we're just going to send it. So anyways, um, we're just going to get right into the meat and potatoes of this episode because I want to start reading these stories so bad. I am in my little sweat set. I've got my Uggs on. I'm drinking an apple cider and we're just going to send it. So I don't know very many people that have like spooky, scary stories. So if you guys do, like, please DM me and I'll just share them probably at the beginning of like the next couple episodes. So that is why I did not post asking for them because I don't think I really know anyone that like has spooky stories or I, enough people to share and fill a whole episode. So the today show actually has an article um, on, I just Googled it and these are real ghost stories that will send chills down your spine. So I'm just going to, I picked a couple of them. I'm just going to read them. I will be reacting to them and I'm literally blind reacting to like, I kind of like looked through a couple of them because I was like, I wanted them to be good. But other than that, this is complete real raw reactions and I'm a little bit scared. So, and the light is off in the room that I'm recording. So this is going to be great. Okay. This first one is called the grandma's in the cemetery. Okay. Jeff, a resident of Dayton, Ohio. Oh, go Ohio. That's where I'm from. um, Was driving with his three-year-old son, Miles, in the back seat when they passed a cemetery. It was a modest cemetery with only flowers and small plaques. It basically looks like a giant garden, Jeff explains on Monsters Among Us. I think that's like a show or something that they like got these from. Um, According to Jeff, as they drove by, his toddler, who'd been happily singing, abruptly stopped, pointed to the cemetery and exclaimed, look at all those people. Jeff turned to look but didn't see a soul. Please. Okay, we need to talk about why is it always the kids? Like, I swear to you, every ghost story that I've heard and I've been listening to like a lot of podcasts, like now that it's October and they've all got like their spooky episodes. It's always the kids that see it. Like, what is up with that? Um, Okay, anyways, Jeff turned to look but didn't see a soul. Confused, he asked Miles what he was talking about. All those people over there, his son replied. There sure are a lot of grandmas. As Jeff tells it, chills ran down his spine as he asked his son what the people were doing. They're all standing there looking down at the grass, Miles said. Completely unsettled by the conversation, Jeff sped up and drove home. Later that day, he says his, his, he says his young son was watching TV when he turned to Jeff and said, You know, they weren't alive. Oh my I would literally pee my pants if my child said this to me. Like literally pee my pants. Thinking Miles was referring to the cartoon, Jeff asked what he meant. Those people we saw, they were all paused, his son replied. I don't know if my kid has the sixth sense, Jeff says, or if he just has a wild imagination. <laughs> no, I really do believe, like, and honestly, I'm kind of in the middle with, like, believing in ghosts. Because, like, I mean, this is a whole deep dive we could talk about on a whole other episode. But I do obviously believe that, like, there are, like, spirits and stuff. But I... It's just kind of nuts. So, like, I definitely don't think he just, like, made that up. Because what a six-year-old knows, like, okay, this is a cemetery. There are dead people. Like, there could be... Go- you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's just kind of a more innocent thing. But, oh, that just makes it all so much more creepy. You know, because, like, if an adult says it, like, they could be totally messing with you. But a kid, like, what do they gain out of that? Ugh. Okay. The next one is The Ghost of the Stanley Hotel. The Stanley Hotel in Estes, or Estes Park, Colorado has been around for more than 100 years and was built as a posh getaway for the wealthy seeking solitude in the mountains. As the years passed, however, occupancy declined, and by the 1970s, the Grand Hotel had fallen into disrepair. It was around that time that famed author Stephen King spent the night there and was inspired to write the book The Shining. Please, The book and blockbuster film helped return the Stanley to its former glory. Now guests come in droves to see the hotel that inspired one of the scariest horror stories of all time. Horror movies, sorry, excuse me. Given its history, it should come as no surprise that many visitors report strange happenings. Aware of the ghostly rumors, Texas resident Henry Yao booked a last minute getaway in April of 2016 to check it out. After arriving, Yao had dinner, then wandered around the Stanley to take photos. Stopping at the staircase, he waited for people to clear the area, then took a picture, thinking nothing of it. Later that night, however, Yao fell seriously ill. I felt really sick. I had the shivers. I was like, something's really wrong, he tells. His company suggested he go... His companion... Oh, Why can I literally... Y'all, I take two weeks off from podcasting, and I don't know how to do this ish anymore. His companion... Suggested he go to the emergency room, but Yao refused. Okay. On the trip home, Yao began swiping through the photos he'd taken when he discovered what he said was a really, really strange image of someone standing on the stairs. Except no one had been there. Okay. The next day, he posted the photo on Instagram, half joking that he'd captured a ghost, and the world took notice. Almost overnight, Yao found himself in the limelight with his ghost picture warranting attention from global media outlets and paranormal experts who wanted to examine the photo. Okay, well, can we pause for a sec? Because I really feel like paranormal expert, like that kind of job. Like, how does one get into that? And are you like, I mean, if it's a job, like you're getting paid, right? Like, like do people make a career out of that? I don't know. Anyways. We continue. Uh, let's see. Some experts say that there's two ghosts and other people said that the reason I got sick is because the ghost was trying to materialize, taking energy out of me. He said, there's so many theories about this. And what does Yao think? I have no idea. He says with a laugh. Oh my gosh. I mean, I hate to say, it, but you're asking for it. Staying at something like, that. I mean, obviously like you're like wanting to see that stuff. Me, however, I would run the other way. I don't care if it's real. I don't care if it's fake. I'm running the other way. Ooh, spooky. Okay, the next one is The Hauntings at the Lizzie Borden House. And I feel like I've heard of this house, so let's see. On August 4th, 1892, Andrew and his wife, Abby Borden, were found brutally murdered in their Fall River, Massachusetts home. Though murder wasn't uncommon in the late 1800s, I'm sorry, (laughs) wasn't uncommon? It's just an everyday practice. Okay. Also, you guys, I'm so sorry. Again, Odin is screwing around. Okay, sorry. I literally had to kick Odin out again because he shoved his little way in here. Um, okay, here we are. Brutally murdered Massachusetts home. Murder apparently wasn't uncommon in the 1800s. The fact that they were bludgeoned to death with an axe and the main suspect was their 32-year-old daughter, Lizzie Borden. Okay... The crime and trial that followed made headlines around the world. In the 1800s? Okay. Did y'all have headlines back then? Uh, Anyways, <laughs> Lizzie was ultimately acquitted of murder, but she remains forever linked to the heinous killings, as of the home where the crime was committed. That kind of sucks. Like, truly, if you're like, I mean, if you're innocent, of course, that sucks. But if you're like, actually guilty not the move but imagine like being acquitted obviously you're you're legally claimed like not guilty but you're always connected to it like hate that okay now a bed and breakfast and museum the board and home attracts history buffs and thrill seekers who come to see for themselves if rumors that the house is haunted are indeed true again psycho behavior who is running towards this crap I'm, I'm running the other way. I'm, I'm moving across the country. When I started working there, it was more of the history. I really didn't care about the paranormal. Suzanne St. John, a realtor and tour guide at the Lizzie Borden house says. However, that all changed after St. John says she experienced a few unusual happenings of her own. Guests tell us they hear laughing and playing in the middle of the night. Things get moved around. She says, and St. John has experienced a few unusual things herself saying that she once discovered toys scattered across the room that no one had been in Oh, see this is weird I'm running the other way St. John also talks of a picture that fell over and slid two feet across the floor without any plausible explanation as well as a closet door that once opened on its own volition Ooh. again okay I get like the history of, of it all but like Work somewhere else. I don't know. On the eve of the anniversary of Andrew and Abby's murder, St. John says that she and two other tour guides of the house felt a sudden sharp, piercing pain in their left eyes. The same exact location of Andrew Borden's fatal injuries. Perhaps the most unsettling, however, is the story St. John tells of a tour guide at the Lizzie Borden house who asked her group to silence their cell phones before beginning the tour. A guest's cell phone rang. She looked up and said, it's my mom. The tour guide asked if she wanted to leave and take the call, to which the room, woman replied, she died two years ago. Oh, see, that's scary. I, ooh. Mm-mm, mm pass, pass. Okay, the next one is the ghost of Captain Joseph White. Though Salem, Massachusetts is best known for its infamous witch trials, there have been plenty of other chilling stories throughout its 400-year history. One of them is the tale of Captain Joseph White, a wealthy merchant who was found bludgeoned to death in his bed. Y'all, what what are these bludgeoned-to-death situations? hate that. And it's all Massachusetts, too. Okay. It was a crime motivated by money, according to Giovanni Al be so owner and tour guide at Salem Historical Tours who says the 82-year-old merchant was allegedly targeted by greedy brothers hoping to get their hands on his will. Brother Joseph and Francis Knapp enlisted the help of Richard Crowninshield to help get the job done. Late in the evening when Captain White is asleep, Dick Crowninshield comes in. He goes upstairs to the second floor and takes a club and bashes the captain over the head and crushes his skull. The murder resulted in a scandalous trial and is said to be the inspiration for Edgar Allan Poe's The Telltale Heart, as well as the game Clue. You're kidding! Okay, I didn't know that. Learn something new every day. Whether it's the brutal nature of the crime or revenge for the attempt to steal his money, the spirit of Captain Joseph White is still said to haunt the halls of his former home. People believe Captain White is roaming that house protecting whatever treasure he reportedly has. Tourists take photos of the house, and despite being empty, many pictures reveal shadowy figures, both male and female, in the windows and on the landing of the gardner Pingree house. Who are they? No one knows. It's definitely absolutely active. Oh my gosh. Y'all, I am like turning my shoulder with all these stories. I'm like, please, no one come out of the darkness while I'm reading these. I'm such a weenie like I'm so glad it's literally like middle of the day and Caleb is if you guys couldn't hear edging the grass outside so I could never do this home alone okay the next one is the haunted ventriloquist doll okay before we even start this what is with dolls like dolls are so flipping creepy especially ventriloquist dolls for no reason whatsoever which is funny because like, hello, I'm like a Barbie girl. Like I can do like those dolls, but baby dolls like will be so cute when you're a kid. And the second adult hit hits, creepy as hell. Creepy as hell. Okay. This one says when Marty was a child back in the 90s, she says that she was a fan of ventriloquist Edgar Bergen and his dummy sidekick Charlie McCarthy. She says that when her father came across a ventriloquist doll as he wandered through a small magic shop located outside of Santa Rosa, California, he decided to buy it for her birthday. While ringing up the sale, Marty says the cashier gave her father weird vibes and said to him, you know, when you put your hand inside the doll, he's going to come alive. No, I am not purchasing at that moment. I'm returning it. I'm turning around and I'm running. Laughing off the comment, he brought the dummy home to his daughter. Again, oh, no, don't give it to your child after that. According to Marty Marty, she was over the moon when her he when her dad gave her the doll, saying, I was so happy when I got that doll, I was obsessed. But before long, strange things began happening. Though impossible because the doll's head was made of hard plastic, she says its expression would change, including his smile. Absolutely not. Ugh. Worried something would happen to her precious dummy, Marty's family shut it away in a cupboard most nights. One night, she and her family were awakened by the pitter-patter of steps in their living room. Thinking it was the dog or another family member, they went to look. No one was there, except for the doll who was sitting on the couch. We remember specifically, we always put it away because I loved that doll so much that I took care of it. Okay, but if it's doing creepy-ish, like, wh- get rid of it and get a different doll. Oh, Other strange occurrences began happening. While Marty and her dad were away, her uncle was alone in the house. The uncle said he heard Marty's father calling his name from the living room, even though he wasn't home. When he went to look, he found the doll, once again, sitting on the couch and no one else. All of our family was pretty much scared of the doll, Marty said. People would start hearing their names being called and we were here walking at night. So we decided we needed to get rid of it. Let me guess, he never, he always comes back and they can't get rid of it. Being Mexican and religious, Marty says her parents wanted to burn the doll in case it was demonic. They put it on the grill and according to Marty, it wouldn't burn. This doll would not go up in flames at all whatsoever. See, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. They tried cutting it with a knife, but were unsuccessful. Finally, they threw it in the trash can. After the garbage was collected, Marty's dad went to retrieve the bin. In it, you guessed it, the doll. To rid themselves of the dummy, they dug a hole in the backyard, then filled it with the cement. Again, you could have literally solved this just by not purchasing said <laughs> doll. Marty and family have long since moved away. But she says they still think about the doll and the possibility that eventually it finds one of us. See, that's the thing. You put yourself in these situations and then they're with you forever. You can't get rid of it. You hate it. Okay, I just know that this one's going to be creepy. It's literally called the imaginary friend. Are y'all getting like spooked? Because I am like scared. (laughs) Okay, good thoughts. Happy thoughts. Here we go. Jacqueline from Oklahoma says that while her memories have faded over the years, she recalls having an imaginary friend when she was young. Her grandparents, Granny June and Pa Hank, lived in a small home with a quiet backyard. Jacqueline recalls visiting them as a child. I have very good memories of my Pa Hank, Jacqueline says. He would sit under the tree with me and tell me stories. The stories were often about his life and memories of Prohibition, she says. He was actually a very interesting character. The only problem. Stop. Her grandfather died in 1981, and Jacqueline was born in 1982. Oh, okay, here we go. I don't think I ever realized that I was getting stories from a ghost. See, it's always the kids. I'm. T- it's always the kids. She says, adding that the rest of her family knew of his presence in the house. My granny Junie would never stay in that house on the anniversary of his death, she says. He did die in the house. Jacqueline also recalls hearing Pa Hank get up in the middle of the night when she was staying in the house. It had never occurred to, it never occurred to me that they were memories of an entity, she said. In hindsight, Jacqueline says that even though her childhood imaginary friend was actually her dead grandfather, it casts a different light because it was a relative and not a stranger. It never felt like ghosts. It felt like talking to my pa, Hank. I mean, like that is cute, of course, because I think it probably does feel a little bit different when it is someone that you know and it's like comforting. Um, I'm not sure if my sister's okay with me sharing the story, but I'm going to share it anyways because it was super sweet. So our grandfather died when we were very young. I don't even think I was eight yet um, when he passed away. But anyways, we were all really, really close with them. We lived with my grandparents for a little bit, like a year or two when we were all really little and we just formed a really, really good bond with our grandpa. So just the other week, someone came in. I'm not, I'm totally going to botch the story, but someone the other week came in and asked my sister if something along the lines of like, if her grandpa had, had been passed away or if like my, her dad's dad had been passed away. And she was like, yeah. And this customer at her job was like, well, he wants you to know that he's proud of you and that he loves you. And I was just like, oh, okay. That's so cute. I don't know the vibes. Like, I don't know how they got that, but that's so sweet. So I do think that there is an aspect of, of comfortability and like safeness, I guess, when it is a relative. So I get that. And Especially, like, when you're a kid, you just come at things with, like, complete innocence. So, I definitely could, I could see that. Okay, this next one is called The Kidnapping Ghost. A caller named Joe tells of moving to Georgia from California in the late 90s. Soon after, he says his brother followed him to the Peach State and rented an old house built in the 1800s. It looked nice from the outside. It did not feel good on the inside. (sighs) According to Joe, things seemed off from the moment he helped his brother move into the home. I walked into the house and went, oh man, the hair stood up on the back of my neck and I just felt ill at ease. Like this place isn't cool at all. Okay, lovely. Also, you guys, I'm so sorry if you can hear the edging, but I need to get this podcast done, so (laughs) just bear with me. Moments later, while carrying items into the bedroom, Joe says he heard whispering. A heated whispering, almost an argument between two people that seemed to be hovering in the top of the ceiling area of the room. Joe ran out of the room and asked his brother if he'd felt something off about the house too. His brother had picked up on the vibe, but assured Joe that things would be all right. As long as you're good, Joe says, he told his brother, I'm not good, but I'm going to help you. I'm going home and I probably won't come back here. And sure enough, Joe's brother began experiencing unusual occurrences in the house. The most alarming, however, was when Joseph's young niece was found wandering alone on a busy road with her hand up in the air. Uh, mm Oh, nope, 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 nope. It's always the kids. I'm telling you, it's always the kids. Police and other agencies were called to investigate the incident. And when asked, his brother's four-year-old explained that she'd gone for a stroll with the old lady that lives here. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (sighs) She wanted to go for a walk. So we went for a walk. See, it's like. It's so sad because it's like so innocent. So like, how can you like, like it's creepy, but you're also like, but you don't want to creep the kid out. Given that the front door was too heavy for a four-year-old to open by herself, no one could understand how she was able to leave the house. According to Joe, his niece said the old lady opened the door, then we petted the dog for a bit, then we went for a walk. She was so genuine and honest at four years old that he couldn't call her a liar. See, that's the thing. Is like, where would kids come up with this stuff? Like, there's like, it, it's it, you can't. Soon after, his brother moved and never returned. Oh yeah, I, I I would also not do that. Ugh. Okay. The next one is called the Unexpected Passenger. Oh, it's giving like the Haunted Mansion right at Disney when you like you know, at the end of the ride and there they have like the little ghosty sitting next to you. Anyways, in the 1990s, Julie, a resident of Portland, Oregon, was driving out of the city to meet with friends when she found herself in traffic. The 18 year old soon discovered that the cause of a slowdown was due to a dreadful car crash to her horror. As she passed the scene, she realizes someone had died. You guys, is it not like the worst feeling? First of all, seeing an accident, like it always makes me so sad because I'm like, first of all, accidents just suck. And then I'm also like, crap, I hope they're okay. Luckily, I don't think I've ever passed an accident where I've like been able to see that someone has like passed. But oh, like that just breaks my heart. A moment later, there was a woman sitting in my passenger seat, Julie says. Though she admits it sounds crazy, Julie reports seeing a woman dressed in work clothes seated next to her. And despite being in complete shock, the woman in the passenger seat was even more freaked out. She looked like someone who just suddenly ended up in someone else's car. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like, um, I just watched Beetlejuice last night again. And it literally, you know, like when the couple, I forget their names, but they wake up in their house and they like, can't go outside and like, no one can see them. And they're like, we are literally dead. Like, I wonder if that's how it's going to be or if it's going to be like, oh, okay. Like I'm dead. I know what happened. Anyways panicked the woman demanded to know how she got there and who julie was it was then that julie noticed the woman had an unearthly quality about her and realized that whoever she'd passed on the side of the road was somehow in the car with her ma'am you need to calm down my name is julie and i'm here to help she said she told the stranger julie went on to explain to the woman that she'd been in a car accident and somehow ended up in her passenger seat the woman was stricken oh that's actually like so sad At that exact minute, they passed a clearing in the trees. With some encouragement from Julie, the woman peacefully walked toward the sun, then disappeared. Aww. In complete disbelief, Julie pulled over and convinced herself she'd imagined the whole thing. Several days later, however, a story came on the news about a trucker injured in a car accident. Before they finished, they drew a picture up of the woman that was in my car and explained that she had just passed away in the accident, Julie says. It was unbelievable. It was too much. Okay, wait, why is that actually kind of sweet, though? Like, you kind of get to be the first person that, like, helped her really. Like, I don't know. Like, that's sad, but also, like, kind of sweet. I kind of love that. Aww. Okay, you guys, that was the last story. And I don't know about you, but I'm feeling, like, very heavy and spooky and scary, so... What i think i'm gonna do is read a little story about the mundane ghost so i don't know if you guys know but this is like a children's book i got it at um just this cute like mall near where i live and the second i saw this book i had to get it i thought it was so adorable so it's called the mundane ghost and it's just kind of a light-hearted little cute halloween story so i figured i would Frighten our spirits a little bit before I send you off for the day. Um, Okay, so the first page says the mundane ghost. Okay, first, I really wish you guys could see the pictures of this. And I will link this story on my like Instagram because it's so adorable. It is kind of a pricey book for a children's book, but it's it's so cute. You guys are gonna love it. Okay, the mundane ghost doesn't do the scary things you're used to because he simply has too many dirty dishes to do. Honestly, me as well. Some ghosts spend their time sending shivers up your spine, but the mundane ghost is in the backyard hanging his laundry on the line. And it's literally a picture of this ghost hanging up like little ghosties on a line. It's so cute. Um, The mundane ghost has no desire to lurk under your bed when he could be down at the beach enjoying the sunshine instead. A typical ghost enjoys making people run and squeal. But the mundane ghost would rather inflate his bicycle wheel. See, isn't this so cute? I hope you guys are loving it. (laughs) The mundane ghost has no interest in sneaking around in the dark. When he could spend an evening feeding the pigeons in the park. While many ghosts spend time trying to give you the chills. This is my favorite one. The mundane ghost spends his days online paying his bills. Me as well. Instead of floating around hoping to give you a fright, the mundane ghost is in the park flying his kite. While a scary ghost would make you turn and flee, the mundane ghost is still waiting in line at the DMV. (laughs) I think that one's a second favorite. So remember, when you're feeling creeped out and quite scared, the mundane ghost is probably at home struggling to get his socks paired. Okay, you guys, is that not so freaking cute? It's just like a short little story. I, again, I will link it on on my likes. No, I'm just kidding. I'll just put it on my Instagram story because it's so stinking cute. Hopefully you don't feel as like heavy now and you could just giggle at the end. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed. This is definitely a very different episode than what I typically do, but I figured it would help like bring the spooky vibes into halloween so i hope you guys have a great week a great weekend happy halloween month and i will see you next week bye